the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to the 5 o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live. Thank you for joining me. Well, believe it or not, we have made it through the first month of our two-month purgatorial times of broadcasting. A welcome. Uh, November and December, every year, we have to sign off at 5 p.m. Yep, 5 o'clock. November and December off our AM signal. We have twin stations. We have the AM station, which broadcasts at 880 AM. We also have the FM signal, which is broadcasting at 104.5 FM. If you are listening to the radio right now, well, you're uh, you're listening to 104.5 FM. You're not listening to AM. If you're listening to AM, you're listening to WCBS in New York City. You're not listening to me. Anyway, uh, we're halfway through. And uh, in January, we uh, we get a 30 minutes back. We uh, sign off at 5.30. And then in February, we get the full broadcast day back. Well, for my program, not our entire station. But uh, so anyway, uh, welcome. Delighted to have you along this afternoon. My telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. I have an honest question for you, and I realize that our listening audience, um, well, we we reduce in size at 5 o'clock because we lose our AM signal, and that is the larger of the two signals. Our AM signal reaches considerably farther than our FM signal. So I, I realize uh, that we have fewer listeners, but doesn't mean that you're less important. Oh, no, 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 I'm serious. Doesn't mean that you're less important. And I want to throw a question out. It is an absolutely honest question. It is not even rhetorical. It's just an honest question. Uh, Today, the Supreme Court heard oral arguments concerning a Mississippi abortion case. Um, I already gave my prediction in the last hour that um, I don't believe Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned. I wish it would be. That would be great. That'd be wonderful. I don't think it's going to happen. And I hope and pray that I am wrong. Nothing would make me happier That when the Supreme Court finally hands down their decision, and I thought it was going to be in the spring, I just heard some legal experts just say it'll probably be mid-summer before they hand down their decision next year. Uh, So I don't know. Uh, I don't think they're going to overturn Roe v. Wade. 
I think they're going to uphold the Mississippi law, and it's going to be a narrow verdict, as we have seen in some other cases. So it is going to be kind of sort of a victory, but not a whole lot. Because the Mississippi bill makes abortions um, after 15 weeks illegal. The heartbeat bills, none of those are in effect today because of federal courts. They stop abortions between four to six weeks whenever the heartbeat of the unborn baby can be detected. That's four to six weeks. Uh, So... I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here, but I I don't see this Mississippi case bringing about everything that pro-life people want it to be. But again, I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. But here's my question. Forgive me. I chased a rabbit there. Today, there were thousands of people out in front of the Supreme Court building. Pro-life, pro-abortion, conservative, liberals, Christians, atheists. And a very, very large portion of them were holding signs, protesting, shouting, chanting, holding signs in front of the Supreme Court building today. Thousands, thousands of people. Here's my question. Why? And I'm not trying to be smart. I'm I'm really not. And I'm not being facetious. I'm asking an honest question. Why? Um, Costs a lot of money to go to Washington, D.C. And I think the standard answer on the pro-life side is, well, we want to make our voice heard. To who? The Supreme Court is not supposed to be moved by public opinion. They're not supposed to be moved by public opinion at all. Those protests, pro or con against abortion, probably will not have any impact on the justices at all. It will probably have zero impact. Because from what I could say, see in the news coverage, there were just about equal number of people on both sides. Pro-life, pro-abortion. Pro-life, pro-abortion. Just about an equal number. And they were probably equally loud. And they probably had an equal number of signs that they were holding up the air and so forth. So from a very practical standpoint, that massive amount of people probably did not, should not have had any impact on the Supreme Court whatsoever. None. So why were they there? Well, we've got to make our voice heard. Why there? And and, and again, I, I am asking an honest question, and I don't have the answer. And I I would really love for someone to give me some thoughts. And I I know this is probably going to upset some people, but I don't see the value at all 
do you really think that by standing on the steps of the Supreme Court building today with a sign in your hand, you're going to convince even one person on the other side to change their mind? Now, some would say, well, yeah, we hope so. Well, the people who are pro-abortion, do you think they changed even one pro-lifer's mind standing on the steps of the Supreme Court today? And I think most pro-lifers would say, no, no, of course not. Would you really think you're going to change their mind by holding a sign and chanting pro-life slogans on the steps of the Supreme Court building? I am not denigrating. I'm not making fun. I'm not even criticizing the people who are there. I'm just trying to understand the purpose. Wouldn't it be much more valuable to spend your time, money, and resources on the local level trying to win the hearts and minds of people back home? Or communicating with legislators through letters, phone calls, or whatever concerning your pro-life views. I, I, I just saw the news coverage of the thousands of people there today. And my, my honest question was, why? I, I, I don't get it. I think ultimately on both sides, it was people saying, well, we did something. At least we did something. Okay. All right. But um, I don't know. I, I, I don't get it. There are times for protests and signs and so forth. I don't think that's one of them. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. How many times have you heard me say, truth is not a left-wing virtue? And it's not. It it really isn't. Uh, Truth to the progressive left is similar to classic fundamental Islam. If you study Islam, you will find it is perfectly okay to lie and deceive as long as you're accomplishing something positive for Allah. If you're you're accomplishing something positive for Allah, you can lie. If you're dealing with an infidel, now who is an infidel? Well, anybody who's not a Muslim. Uh, If you're dealing with an infidel, it is perfectly okay to lie. It's okay. Well, with the left, as long as you get your ideology across, as long as you accomplish your purpose, well, you you can play fast and loose with the truth. It's okay because... Well, you're fighting for a greater good. Well, the same is true of the religious left, the theological left. To tell people that everybody sooner or later, somehow, someway is going to get to heaven is a lie. But it makes people feel good. 
And after all, God is a loving God. God wouldn't send anybody to hell. It's a lie. And much of the theology of the liberal left is made up of twisting of Scripture, perverting of Scripture, and just lies. It's true. But but it, it bleeds over into the theological attitude towards the political. Can, can I give you an illustration? Back to the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Now, because you folks are LTDs, you know that almost everything that the left-wing media has said about Kyle Rittenhouse and the trial is a lie. He went across state lines illegally. Lie. He uh, he bought a gun over in Illinois and took it across state lines illegally. A lie. He's too young to own a gun of his own. Lie. Um, uh, okay. Almost everything that they said about him was a lie. Now, we can honestly debate whether he should have been there or not. I don't think he should have. That's just my personal opinion. 17-year-old kid, I don't think he should have been there. But at least let's tell the truth. And the jury in the case looked at all of the evidence, listened to all of those witnesses, deliberated, came back with a verdict. And I think it was a just verdict. And it was a jury of his peers. Okay. But the liberal progressive left is flipping out, not only politically, religiously. For instance, the United Methodist Women. Yeah, United Methodist Women. They describe themselves, and I'm quoting from their website, the largest denominational organization for women. The United Methodist Women. Well, they felt compelled to issue a statement on the Rittenhouse trial. Why? Why would United Methodist women think that they had to release a statement on Kyle Rittenhouse's trial? Well, because they're social warriors. They released a statement lamenting the not guilty verdict. Quote, United Methodist women is deeply troubled by the acquittal of Kyle Rittenhouse and the fatal shooting trial in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and the dangerous nod to vigilantism it protends, said United Methodist Women General Secretary and CEO Harriet Jane Olson. I continue to quote, The exoneration of a then 17-year-old who illegally purchased a semi-automatic weapon Ah, uh, that's not true. That's a lie. This is a religious group. The exoneration of a then 17-year-old who illegally purchased a semi-automatic weapon because it was cool and carried it across state lines, um, that's a lie, in a vigilante mission, uh, no proof of that at all, that resulted in the shooting deaths of two men and the wounding of a third gives a green light to other misguided vigilantes to do likewise. Really? Yeah, that's uh, just part of their statement. So in one little paragraph, they repeat three absolute lies. 
Of course, it's not just limited to religious groups. Representative Jerry Nadler, Democrat from New York, said, quote, this is... This is a high-ranking politician. Justice cannot tolerate armed persons crossing state lines looking for trouble. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Lie. Uh, But it wasn't just the uh, Methodist women. Um, uh, Let me go over here. Um, The United Church of Christ. Yes, Barack Obama's denomination. The United Church of Christ racial justice minister Velda Love released a statement She said, Kyle Rittenhouse murdered two unarmed and innocent men because he was, and I'm quoting, a white supremacist. Um, People he shot were white. No proof that he's a white supremacist. And yet the United Churches Church of Christ racial justice minister released a statement that was absolutely untrue. And then, of course, our friend at Sojourners. Jim Wallace is no longer with them. He has retired. Now the president is Adam Taylor. Well, he tweeted that the Rittenhouse verdict, and I quote, is a clear example of white privilege and bias in our justice system. Uh, No proof of that at all. And then, of course, we've got the ELCA, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, issued a pastoral message. Yes. Suggesting that the Rittenhouse acquittal forces the country, quote, to confront the idols of our society, guns, violence, and white supremacy. Hmm. Any proof that he was a white supremacist? No, 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 no. But, hey, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America doesn't need proof. The Sojourners don't need proof. The United Church of Christ doesn't need proof. The United uh, Methodist Women don't need proof. And then, of course, Change.org. Yeah, uh, they said that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist as well. Like I said... um, Truth is not a left-wing virtue. They have an agenda, and if you have to twist and turn and pervert the truth, even if you have to just come out and outright lie, it's okay, because you're doing it for the greater good. Hmm. What is good about lying? I think they're reading a different Bible than, than I read. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 